Welcome to the Show Up Fitness Podcast, where great personal trainers are made. We are changing the fitness industry one qualified trainer at a time with our in-person and online personal training certification. If you want to become an elite personal trainer, head on over to showupfitness.com. Also, make sure to check out my book, How to Become a Successful Personal Trainer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Have a great day and keep showing up. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back to the Show Up Fitness Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how much money you should and or can be making as a personal trainer. This one's controversial. People don't like what I have to say, but we're going to begin by dissecting a great post by Coach Lee Boyce. My first job as a personal trainer paid me 17 bucks per session. I worked six days per week for an obscene amount of hours on most of those days. 10 plus clients on most of those days was a regular thing. This was how things went for the next four years. Add another decade plus that total, and it likely nears a time when you may have first learned about me on your own. Maybe it was through some article, podcast, social media, news feeds. That's all despite having content in circulation since 2009. Truth is, what I've described as an easier come up story than most of my favorite trainers had And any veteran trainer you look up to probably has a similar story to relate. There's no coincidence. There's a point and lesson to the story. It takes time to earn respect, and it should. Remember that the next time you think spending six months in a box gym is a long enough wait for you to launch a successful PT business, gain wild scale recognition, and bill $100 plus per hour. You can work the algorithms, do party tricks online, stir controversy, get jacked and tan, and popularity can happen overnight, but respect can't. Neither can legit accomplishments. Put your head down, put in the time, patiently, good, impactful things will come and happen in your career. If you look at some of the comments on that post, you have Luke Worthington who's saying, preach, and what did he do? A very similar story, degree in movement, went out to Florida to learn from Tony Genocor and Eric Cressy because of their background with PRI and their success. Trainers and coaches who have made it, they'll tell you they haven't even made it, but they're popular online or maybe you come across them in your feed. They have stories that are significant, which consist of showing up regularly and working really, really hard. There's a funny post on Dana White walking out on a Howie, Howie Mandel podcast. And he's just like, it's random. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't fucking do this. I can't do podcasts and walks out. That's how I feel when people ask me and tell me, I just need to get this NASA ACE ISSA textbook cert. I need to start training. Well, guess what, bucko? You're not going to make it as a trainer because you don't have the foundation. You read a textbook. The greats have a foundation usually via college or great internship or mentorship. I'm still waiting to see and meet all these successful trainers who learn by themselves via textbook. It doesn't happen. You need to go and learn hands-on. So I created this U-shaped curve. I didn't create the U-shaped curve, but I'm making this for pay with trainers. On one side, the left side, you have your textbook trainers. On the right side, you have your internships, mentorships, educated individuals with degrees like Lee, like Tony, like Brett Contreras, Erica Sutter, individuals who have credentials. And we're not getting political saying left is liberal, right is Republican. No, it's just what we're using for this analogy. On the left side, you have textbook trainers. 
That's going to be NASM, ACE, ISSA. There's a few other. I don't include NSCA or ACSM because those are scientific-based and they're also used a lot in colleges. If you talk to anyone who's going through and getting their BS in kinesiology, their professors will probably suggest an NSCA or ACSM because those are actually good. Whereas the textbook ones, they're mostly for profit, depending on the organization. You got to do your research. They have a main emphasis of just making as much money as possible. They don't give a shit about you. They just want you to buy their next specialization. If you go that textbook route, you're on the left-hand side. You should start out in the industry making minimum wage. Now, if you go back to what Lee said earlier, he was making 17 bucks. This was 10, 15 plus years ago. So he was even making more than the average. I think trainers should start out at minimum wage. California, 15, 16 bucks. Anywhere else, it's the same as any worker. That's not very nice, Chris. I studied really hard for my textbook. I'm a professional just like you. Give me credit. Look at my bio with these stupid acronyms. No, I'm sorry. You're not in the same wavelength, and that's why we have that left side and the right side. The right side has the foundation of movement. You're not going to find respected coaches highlighting their anecdotal evidence. I got my textbook cert, and this is how I train. This is how you're supposed to train. There are charlatans out there like that. They do it for the gram. They're fucking idiots. But they don't actually, or they may actually know what they're doing, but they just choose to sell themselves to the devil and get a bunch of likes and sell shit online. And so the true coaches, the ones who are respected, their foundation is really, really, really solid. They go to seminars. They're learning from the best. They're buying stuff from the best and surrounding themselves with the best. And so if you were to go to a Lifetime or an Equinox, I would put you in that category. These are the most elite gyms out there. It doesn't mean there aren't smaller boutique ones. I'm just making a blanket statement for the states. Equinox and Lifetime, you're looking at about four to 5,000 trainers, some of the best that are out there. Mind you, are there dipshits that are training there? Absolutely. They get hired, they fall through the cracks, or they just look the part, they talk the part, or they know the part. But these trainers are going to be making more than the average trainer. But reference what Lee was saying, six months at one of these spots isn't going to give you the respect. You got to earn those stripes. We're showcasing trainers going out there with the foundation of a great certification, show up in a CPT, as well as an internship and being able to move up into mentorship. They're expediting this process and doing what most coaches would do between five and seven years within one to two. We had a great call the other day from one of the top trainers at Lifetime, and he's now moving into management. It's just really cool to see that process where you would normally see that within an individual you know, three, five years into their career. They're doing it within 12 to 14 months. And so when you go back and look at this chart, well, where do they fall? They're significantly on the right-hand side. And so for those that are starting out on just the left-hand side, you need to go to your LA Fitness, your 24-hour, and you need to grind it out for a good year. And you cannot come out of that saying, it's not fair to take all my money. Take a step back and really use your noggin. I get a bunch of shit because I'm the charlatan who's calling out the industry. No one else does this. Everyone's all hippity-hoppity-positive, and everyone should love each other. I'm in the trenches saying, why can't we take a look at what's going on in this market and call it out for what it is? We are looked at as fucking jokes amongst medical professionals. 
because of this right here. Left side, you learned by yourself. Right side, you have the mentorship, internship, and you can speak the part. We don't have a lot of trainers on the right side out there. The people like Lee's and the Luke's and the Tony's, they're doing great things. But we don't have nearly as much of them compared to the left side. Think about where you learned how to become a trainer. I went on a forum and I asked people, how do I become a personal trainer? Now some ace, I used to say, go look at this fucking business coach who's going to help you make six figures online in a year. Yeah, fuck off. That's not going to happen. If it's too good to be true, guess what, Goldilocks? It's not going to happen. And that's the industry. You, I'm not saying you as in you. I'm saying you as in the consumer is sold on false expectations. What would you say about a doctor who's going to get their MD in six months? You're going to become a brain surgeon in half the amount of time. You're going to expedite the process. Or even worse, what if a brain surgeon were to say, you know, I don't want to go through all this testing in med school. Can I just take the test? Because, you know, I'm really smart. I know what I'm doing. i got a good heart. I want to be a heart surgeon. No, but in fitness and nutrition, because people do it regularly, they think that earns them the right to discuss it freely, anecdotally. There is a science to this. Kinesiology is the study of movement. What is happening when you push and you pull and you do a squat and a hinge and a client has pain knowing how to regress and progress. There is actual science to it. But do you know how easy it is to get a textbook certification? When people say this stuff is hard, it's because they're trying to memorize the whole entire textbook. And then they go out there and they're not used to standardized testing. These tests are so incredibly easy. And I'm not calling you a fucking idiot if you failed it. You're just not good with those types of tests. But if you understand what you're going to be tested on, this stuff is super, 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 three supers, now we're on four, easy. You focus on movement, you understand the main muscles that are engaged when you have any agonist, your synergist, the terminology, type one, type two, you can pass this in a couple days. And then you're out there as a quote unquote professional. And then what happens is you have a client who gets hurt because you don't know what the hell you're doing. They go to the doc, they go to a therapist, the therapist says, well, what was your trainer doing? And they hear about all these stories. A trainer never reaches out to the therapist. They never reach out to the doctor or dietitian. They claim they can do it all themselves. They don't have teams. And so this trainer is never held accountable. He or she continues to train, train, train the way that they think they're supposed to do it. And they build quote unquote experience. If you were to have a hundred people that you train in a year, and you're gaining all your experience, and 10 of them get results. Those 10 are now your evidence on why you're such a great trainer. And then another 100 people come to you, and guess what? In six months, 10 get the results. And then another 100 come, and now you're this master trainer because you're getting all these people results. What are they doing? They're moving more, they're eating less. Oh my gosh, you're becoming more disciplined. It's not rocket science why they lost the weight. But the trainer becomes entitled thinking that they got the results because of their magical training style. Functional movement systems, what's this? I'm the best trainer in the world. And then they buy into it more and more and more. But what about all the people who failed? All the people who got hurt? All the clients that didn't get the results because there's so much more to it than that. You don't hear about them. And so now this trainer moves up in the realms of the personal training industry 
and they get pissed off at the educated folk. They don't know what they're doing. They have their fancy degrees and you don't need that. You just need to go get your textbook certification and start training people, gain experience. Again, take a step back and look at any other profession. The audio right now is a little fucked up on our podcast. We're working on making it better and I have my cousin who's a gamer and a nerd completely, but he's changing careers into, uh, he's becoming an electrician. And I was talking about that process and he has to go through this apprenticeship. He has to thousands of hours. Right now he's like a junior apprentice and he has to show up at 5 a.m. And it's early for him. He's bitching. I was texting this morning. Like, hey, bucko, how's it up? You know, bright and early. I'm just giving him shit. I'm like, I need your, your great podcast stuff. So the, the quality is going to improve. But anywho, He's going through this process to become a junior level electrician. And that takes a lot of time, but he's putting in the work. Whereas look at a trainer. You take a test and you go out there and do it by yourself. There's literally, I am unaware of this. I want you guys to comment and and correct me if I'm wrong, because I want to know. I want there to be awareness that is truly unbiased. But find me a career where you are able to just create whatever the hell you want to without any other supervision. I don't know of any. You have to go, if, if you're going through college, you have to go and you have to pass all those tests, but you have professors you can talk to. You have people correcting your tests and, and getting you to think critically. If you want to become a beautician, you go through beauty college. You have to get your X amount of hours. You got to go to your Paul Davis or Paul Mitchell school and you got to learn and you have someone over your shoulder. Don't do that. Don't do this. Make sure you just, why the hell did you do that? They're constantly correcting your every move for months and months and months. Personal training. Take your test. Go out there. Post online. I just got certified. I'm now taking on clients. Holy fucking shit. This is going to be the easiest assessment in the world because I'm educated. I understand movement. I'm going to listen to your goals and I'm going to give you a great and safe workout. And every single time after, a client goes, wow, I've never experienced that before. Yeah, well, no shit, because you were in that cluster fuckery, what we like to call the competitive market. The industry is so saturated. No, it's not. As I say numerous times, it's saturated as the fast food industry is saturated. McDonald's going against Taco Bell. Like, that shit's not good for you. You have all these textbook trainers that claiming this is the new way to work out. This is the new way. This is how I got shredded. The shred. Got to train for your body type. All these charlatans look really, really good and they're confident and people buy into it. But I know you are smart because you're listening to this and you want to turn your passion for fitness into a career. If you set realistic expectations, don't focus on the left bullshit. More certifications, more textbooks, gaining experience that doesn't have supervision. You need to be in an environment where you can constantly ask questions. Hey, I have a client that's coming in today at 10 o'clock and they have this elbow issue, they have this foot issue, and they're trying to lose fat. Here's my program. Can you give me some feedback? And I'm talking about daily. If you don't have that, you are literally trying to navigate blind because you don't know if it's truly working or not. And that's why so many trainers experience, which I think is just a fun word, imposture syndrome, which is imposture phenomena, because they really don't know what the fuck they're doing. And it's unfortunate because if you would have done it the right way, which is the right side, and you learn from fitness professionals like a Lee or a Tony or Erica, people who I've interviewed in my book, and you ask them questions, 
Luca, Cressy, Boyle, internships. That is how you build your foundation and you grow. And then you can go out there and navigate in a way that is like, this is actually really fun. And we have so many cool success stories. We're going to get Joe on here and talk about his success working with therapists. And they say to him, like, wow, I've actually never had a trainer reach out to me. And holy shit, you have a pelvic floor question on your assessment? That's the first time I've ever heard of that. And you have conversations. The next thing you know, you get a text back from them and say, you know what? I was so impressed by you. Anytime you want therapy or want to learn anything, it's free. You have full access to me. That's what the industry needs more of. If we want to be respected, we need to be able to go toe-to-toe with the other professionals that got in the trenches and went to school, occupational therapists, massage therapists, physical therapists, chiropractors, doctors. If we want to be on their same level, we need to be able to speak their language. Trainers can't do that. And they're scaring people with bullshit assessments and overhead squat. Oh my God, you have this overhead imbalance and you need to fix this. Nope, you just lost all credibility in that movement expert's eyes. So if you want to be able to talk to these professionals, you need to surround yourself with people who are doing what you want to do. That's not going into a Facebook forum group and asking them, what's the next best certification to take? I was thinking about getting my corrective exercise specialist. What do you think about that? If you're asking a bunch of trainers on the left side how to be successful, of how they define success, is by having an avatar on their Reddit or their Facebook group. You don't know what they're doing. You don't see them training. Where's their evidence that they're even successful? Are they putting themselves out there? Are they making themselves vulnerable? Are they getting on a podcast talking? No, they're hiding behind shit telling you what they think is the way. Oh, I make 90 bucks an hour. Fuck you. No, you don't. You just threw a number out there because it makes you feel good as you're sitting in grandma's fucking attic. And you're literally not training anyone. You think you are. I feel for you because you're pissed off at the whole entry standard. You really thought that you were going to make this into a career and you passed your test and you felt great even though you failed it three times. And you're like, I'm now a professional. And then people won't work with you because either A, you're a fucking weirdo and people didn't help you with the people skills. Or you're too scientific and people don't want to hear that shit. They want results. Or you don't fucking look the part. And it's a tough pill to fucking swallow. I get it. I empathize with you. I really do. But we need to be more transparent. You're going to make six figures doing this. Oh, sign up on this and you're going to start getting all these clients. You're not. You need to go out there and get in the trenches. But you can't get in the trenches if you don't even know how to shoot a gun. Shooting a gun is understanding anatomy, understanding movement. Why are you talking about guns, Chris? Because I watched that fucking World War II flying movie last night. Oh my God, it's amazing. I'm obsessed. I'm going to binge watch that probably the next couple days. That's why I'm using that analogy. Get your panties and jockstrap out of a bundle. Come on and show up. Get your mindset in the right place. And if we really want to be respected as coaches, you need to level up your knowledge You need to understand what the rotator cuff muscles do. Understand how to regress and progress and program for all types of clients. You need to put yourself out there and be in rooms where people are saying stuff that you're like, holy crap, they're really sharp. And in my experience, and I'm giving you the best piece of advice that you can ever take from these podcasts, you're going to get that by being around physical therapists, not other textbook trainers who have these demons and they have, they're bitter because they have 13 certs and they think they know what they're doing. 
you're going to be scrutinized as a qualified trainer. I know for a fact, I hear it all the time, Chris, I was doing an assessment with a, a trainer and they were really uncomfortable saying that, huh, interesting, I've been doing this for 15 years and you're doing this for less than six months and you're already on my same level. I'm not calling that trainer an idiot. This is frustration over the process. So that trainer just made it. They're one of the 10%. Most textbook trainers quit. They made it through. They trained a bunch of people. Who knows how many people they've hurt. And maybe they had some business advice. Maybe they had a client who was loaded who helped them out. And they're one of the ones who are out there now educating people, which can be kind of scary. So you always want to ask, what's your foundation? Who'd you learn from? As Lee said, he now writes for men's health. He writes for top top publications out there. And guess what? He's a professor. Oh, maybe that's legit information. We need to be around more Lees. We need to be around more trainers and coaches who are doing it and helping people not by doing quick fixes. Let's just get online as quickly as you can so you can make six figures. No, great trainers have more than one stream of revenue. That's why our industry is so challenging is because we want consistency. Well, look at the entry standards. You took a test. If you want consistency, go get your degree in kinesiology and then go to physical therapy school or occupational therapy. And you can clock in at nine and clock out at five and you will have consistency. Now, will you enjoy that process? That's another podcast, but I'll give you a little sneak peek. If you know the part, if you talk the part and you look the part, You can make exponentially more as a trainer and coach. Throw in the business side, you are literally deadly. And next thing you know, you're going to have therapists working for you. Because in that world, there are components that are extremely toxic, like the insurance aspect. And so therapists are trying to figure out a way where they can generate more and not just be seeing patients every 10, 15 minutes. As I said earlier, I'll talk about that in another podcast. So the take home from today I'm not calling you a fucking idiot. And if you took that from this, you're a textbook trainer and you're really, really pissed off, sunk cost fallacy because you wasted too much money thinking that you were going to turn your passion for fitness into a career. You haven't. And now you're looking for someone to blame. And guess who's really easy to blame? The big nose belt buckle trainer with giant biceps. Point it at me. If it makes you feel better and sleep better, I'll take that responsibility. Because we are changing the industry by creating professionals, respected fitness professionals who can conversate with doctors and therapists and get out of their comfort zone. It's not easy, but anytime something new comes along, there's going to be pushback. I did it this way, therefore your way is wrong. If you go and tell a trainer that you're going through a certification called show fitness CPT, it's an internship, you learn the 17 muscles, they're going to say, well, that's dumb. You shouldn't do that. And then their mind thinking, holy shit, I wish I had that. Man, I'm struggling right now. Why are they so confident and I'm not? Well, that, that um, thing that you're doing is stupid. And, oh, I heard about them and they don't know what they're doing because A, B, C, and D, they're not accredited. Oh, okay, that's cute. Do you even know what accreditation means? You're really scared. You have this anxiety because there's not security in the fitness industry. And we're trying to provide that. So right now on the left side, you have this line. Trainers should get paid minimum wage if you come into the industry with a textbook certification. Trainers reach out to me all the time. Can I work at one of your gyms? 
I said, sure, get your show up in a CPT and send me a program based on someone who's trying to lose weight or try to get stronger. And guess what? They never respond back. Hmm, interesting. Because they're scared shitless because no one's ever looked at their programming. And they know it's probably terrible. But when you go online, no one's going to challenge you. So that's the easy solution. Where it's easy, it's not going to lead to long-term success. On the right-hand side, how much can you potentially charge? I know trainers, I did a podcast, charge $300 per hour. I charge $350. I hold myself accountable that I need to train X amount of clients so I can pay myself and not take it from the company. So instead of just sitting back and you know drinking whiskey all night and doing whatever the hell I want to and just taking money from the company, I hold myself accountable. I have to train X amount of clients per week so I know that I can make X amount from me doing the work as we grow the brand, open new locations, and create more ubiquity. That's the standard I hold myself up to. And so when you look at top trainers, they are charging between 150, 200 plus. And you're not there yet, and that's okay, but you can be. By implementing the stuff that Lee is saying, getting in the trenches, surrounding yourself with great people, and train and train and train and train. And go through hypothetical scenarios. And if you don't know how to train that person, learn how to train them. Go pay therapists. Go pay dietitians. Get them on your team. Instead of getting a corrective exercise cert, you go and work with a therapist and you intern for them. Or you learn and oversee, you are a fly on the wall watching them work with thoracic outlet syndrome or medial epicondylitis and how they're working with that client. That type of experience is what's really going to separate you from everyone else. But it's going to take a long time to start making the quote unquote big bucks. 100, 150, which you're actually taking home. When you go to an Equinox or a Lifetime, you're going to get about 25, 35% of that hourly rate. Charge them 150, maybe you're bringing home 50 of that. Don't leave that gym and charge less. You need to leave those gyms with the confidence that you can charge more because you are leveling up. Great trainers leave an Equinox charging 150 and now they're charging 175 because they're leveling up their brand and then they have streams of revenue. And they're making 3, 4K and number two, 3, 4K and level three. You're going out there and you're giving presentations. I know trainers who get paid 5K for a one-hour presentation. You have awesome coaches like Kyle Dobbs. Listen to that podcast. He has the foundation learn from the best. And how many streams he has, I don't even know. But I bet you it's close to 10. And he's doing really, really well. But most importantly, I know he's successful because he's still doing it. And that's ultimately what we want. When people say they're passionate about this, you're passionate if you can see yourself in your 50s and 60s still doing this. If I won the lotto tomorrow, guess what? I'm still training. I'm still doing this. This is what is getting me up early and lights a fire under my ass to get on here and ramble on about helping trainers because a lot of you are going to be pissed off. I don't give a shit. It's the ones that are going to listen and implement to what we say and then you have the success stories that you know what? I networked with this therapist or I got my first $150 client within six months of training. And I go, holy shit, that is badass. It took me 10 years to charge that. And I own gyms and I wrote a book and I've taught trainers and I've done all of these things within the fitness industry. And I have students that are doing this in a 10th of the amount of time that I did. That's what fires us up to keep on moving along, showing up. So look at that U-shaped curve. Where do you want to be? 
Do you want to be a minimum wage trainer? It's not going to make it. Focus on those textbooks. If you want to be a trainer that stands out because you are a true fitness professional, focus on the right, surround yourself with people on the right, challenge the left, and you're going to learn how to do it in a way that doesn't offend everyone. I don't do it the best. Everyone gets all offended today, but I just like to sit back, watch my World War II movies, drink my whiskey, and have giant biceps and beautiful eyes. If you look at my eyes really closely, you'll see this yellow ring. It's literally like a, a liger, Napoleon Dynamite. They're beautiful. Maybe one day you'll check them out. In the meantime, keep showing up.